I'm a recovering people pleaser, okay? I'm the one who is letting motherfuckers walk all over me. I was one that couldn't say no. So what's my part in that? It's not that people were taking advantage of me. It's I was teaching them to walk all over me. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host, and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Amplify. Today, I sit down with my friend Andrea Lowell, who is a former TV and radio host for the Playboy Morning Show, which was the number 2 show on Sirius XM who quit her successful hosting job to pursue a higher calling after feeling miserable and bored for far too long. Taking that leap of faith, she is now a self-mastery guide and the creator of the I Am Everything Project, her signature self-mastery mentorship program. Andrea's potent coaching centers around the never-ending practice of self-awareness, which propels the spiritually-minded to next-level frequencies, mindset, and connection to the divine, and therefore, next-level manifestation. Andrea has more than a decade of experience in this type of work, assisting women on their journeys of expansion with absolute success due to her unique style of practical integration, spiritual alignment, radical self-honesty, and mind-body-spirit balance within daily life. Andrea's practical methods of spirituality and self-healing are profoundly life-altering. Always straightforward and sustainable, she guarantees bliss to those who follow her loving and simple suggestions. You guys are going to absolutely love this episode with Andrea. All right. What is up, everybody? So, so excited for our guest today, Andrea. Welcome to the Amplify show. We, as everybody heard in the intro, like you have had such fucking cool experience and I'm excited to like dig into it all together. I know, girl. I've been wanting to just talk to you for so long. Right. So I'm ready to, to put it all out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the fun thing about this show and and most podcasts that I'm a guest on too is like I t- typically end up feeling like I'm just having like a catch-up session and talking about cool things with people I like to spend time with. So that's the vibe that we're jumping into. Loving so, it. First things first, some rapid fire to get us started. Are you ready? I'm a little nervous, but okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's fun. It's fun. Okay. What are you grateful for right now? Oh my gosh. I am grateful for my health, first and foremost. Mm. I am grateful for my knowing that I am divinely protected and provided for. 
I am grateful for knowing what unconditional love truly means. I am so grateful for the unconditional love and support of my family. I am grateful for the multiple doors and openings that, you know, the universe, my higher power that I like to call source or source energy or the universe keeps providing for me. Really, truly the thing I'm most grateful for is that divine knowing. I don't believe in my higher power. I know my higher power. And through that, all things have seemed to be possible. So I'm just so grateful for that connection that I have to my divine team. (laughs) I love that. And I, I love like, I mean, obviously you're my kind of people, but I love when people can just like keep going like, oh, what I'm grateful for. Absolutely. Right. Like, yeah. yes. Cause that, that's the fucking energy we should be in. Right. hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. All right. What is a guilty pleasure of yours? A guilty whether, pleasure of mine? Whether or not you feel guilty, right? Like we own, we own all of our choices. So I, I do own my choices. And it's so funny because when I was checking out at Trader Joe's and I told the guy, this is my guilty pleasure. He was like, really lady, this is your guilty pleasure. What is it? What is it? These plantain chips that are dark chocolate drizzled with sea salt. They're so bomb. I (laughs) I haven't tried those though. Just the regular plantain chips from Trader Joe's are one of my favorite things ever. I always have to buy two bags because I will eat an entire bag in the drive back to my house. Yes, guys, I live like five minutes away from Trader Joe's. I will yes annihilate it. Me too. I buy two bags, sometimes three, <laughs> because I'm like, one's not enough. One's never yeah. enough. <laughs> like, this is my snack while I'm yeah. making dinner or something, so right? That's that's really my guilty pleasure. I think aside from that, I really don't watch too much television, but I've been getting really into reality shows that have to do with like fashion and modeling. So I've been watching oh. like reruns of like The Face or Making the Cut. I'm just like really enjoying people being in their passion and being in their purpose, like in that more creative realm. So I'm, it's interesting because I'm not, I have no ability at design. You know, I'm not tall enough to be a supermodel. So I I, love these shows. I have like a gentle obsession with like baking shows, like what great British baking show. What's it called? Great. The bake I don't know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But like, I just, yes, the, and I don't bake like that much at all. Right. right. Like cook, but not so much baking, right. but like the expertise, the artistry, like I just fucking love it. So I get it. Seriously, I get it. I, I'm with you sister. What is a random fact that people likely wouldn't know about you? <laughs> I'm from Long Beach, California. And having said that, even though I'm not affiliated with any gangs, big shocker, I can crip walk <laughs> like nobody's biz nas i wish i could request an example right now <laughs> not right now but yeah. actually it's so funny so i'm not i'm not trying to name drop at all but one time i was at a club snoop dog was there and i'm i'm like oh i'm gonna start sea walking in front of snoop he's gonna think i'm the coolest oh thing gosh. ever and he actually grabbed me very firmly by the arm and he was like don't do that and i was like oh you know, I'm like, he's like, no, don't do that that. because I'm not a crip. I shouldn't be crip walking. So now I just kind of like, I just, you know, good thing. Like shuffling's kind of come in. I'm like, I'm shuffling kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Right. Snoop Dogg telling you like, Hey, white girl, no, no, 
seriously yeah (laughs) that's so funny Ah. okay if you weren't doing what you do now what kind of job or career has always been super interesting to you that you'd be like oh you know what in another life I would try that out Oh, that is such a good question. Maybe like makeup artistry because I love doing my own face every day. I use my makeup as a a meditative state and I never know what I'm going to do. It never matches my outfit. It's not about that. It's like, I'm the canvas. My mind goes blank. I just create. And I'm always just very pleased when I'm done. And it's kind of like, where did the time go? So cool. And like, I noticed the nice, like peach eyeshadow you have going on. Thanks girl. Yeah. Okay. And we've got a theme. (laughs) We've got a theme with the, like the modeling fashion, like makeup, you know, maybe there's something, there's something there. Okay. 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 What did you want to be when you were little? When I was little, I really wanted to be Connie Chung, the newscaster from, was it channel two or channel four? I wanted to be her so bad. I couldn't understand. Now, you know, we know that uh, it's teleprompters. I couldn't figure out how does this lady just know everything that's going on? And she's just talking to the camera and she's just a genius. I want to be her when I grow up. And, you know, lo and behold, one of my very first jobs as an adult was a version of that, but not as posh, not as chic, you know, being a weather girl and reading a teleprompter. So that in a way was manifested. So super Yeah. And like doing so much in the world of posting in the entertainment industry. Yeah. You crossed it off the list. Right. Yeah. At one point when I was at the last PR agency, I was at I, somebody asked me like, okay, yeah, if you could do any other career or job, like what would you be doing? And I was like, oh, I'd be like entertainment host, like Maria Menounos. And then I ended up working at Maria's hosting company. Right. There you go, girl. "Ah, Wow. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Any weird talents or special skills? Aside from the crip walking, which is my claim to fame and you know, I'm good at makeup. I can roll my tongue into three loops. Oh, the like clover thing. Okay. Okay. I can only do the one, the like (laughs) stick it to itself. No touch. I mean, there's a lot. No, but I was, I was once Gene Simmons for Halloween. Okay, (laughs) girls, you got got it going on. You know, I will say I'm really, I'm a self-taught chef as well. People hire me for retreats to do like raw food chefing. And so uh, many, you're so good at a lot of things, by the way. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> it's a kind of a curse in a way. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, right. I'm not um, good at math though. I'm not good at math. Not good at tennis. Not good at golf. I uh, cannot sing for shit. So. Okay. When is the last time that you cried? I continually cry tears of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Every time something happens, I just well up and I'm like, I am so freaking provided for. I am so protected. I am so aligned. And it really just keeps me humble because I'm like, why does my higher power source keep providing for me? Like, I don't deserve any of this stuff. You know, that's why I, I say I know what unconditional love truly means. Because if this beautiful thing, you know, the, we so many people call the universe had conditions on it, I, I'd have been chucked out the window. Right. But I just keep getting provided for. And it can be little things like today, you know, I was in a little bit of a rush. I knew that we had moved some things around and our time slot was going to be different. I go, hey, I wonder if I can get to the gym before I talk to Lauren. 
And my gym parking lot is like crazy. And I said, you know what? I know there's going to be a spot because I know I don't wish. I know I got the most rock star spot ever in like the craziest parking lot. It's just little things like that. And even though it's something so benign, it makes me get emotional because I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's like manifesting a house or getting a parking spot. I am being carried by this unconditional source of love and mercy and grace that I'm just so humbled by it. Oh, I love that. And like law of assumption in action, right? Like, and, and I love when those little moments happen too, because one, it's almost a reminder of like, almost like how small and precious we are, but at the same time, how powerful and magical you are. Cause you're like, yes, look what I just did. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because, oh, I was going to say like a couple hours ago or something, I may have been watching a YouTube video about a man that I just started talking about who was a public figure and stuff and, or is, and text me like literally as I'm watching a YouTube video of him, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Girl, oh I'm telling you, he knows. <laughs> for those of us who are aligned, manifestations are becoming instant. So be yeah. careful. I tell my clients, I'm like, you need to be careful who you're thinking about because they will call, they will text, they will slide into those DMs. So yes. if you don't want someone reaching out to you, you got to like, you know how they like say to guys during sex, think about grandma, think about baseball, oh my gosh. <laughs> think about baseball, think about grandma, like flip it to something else Yeah, because okay, good, they'll reach out. I'm like calling in the man, calling in the babies, calling yes. in, like, I'm like, I'm okay with like, I'm open to retiring right? Like just working for fun. Like, yeah. that, like as a joke. Okay. When is the last time that you laughed so hard? You almost beat your pants. That's a good question. You know, laughing like that is something I actually need to do more often okay. straight up, but I know it had something to do with my husband because here's the thing. It, we're like opposites attract. I'm the extrovert. Like I'm the crazy one. I'm like, look at me, look at me. And he's very like shy and reserved. But every once in a while, he busts out this like Jim Carrey side. And it's only when we're alone. So I know it's like, he has to feel absolutely safe. And it just makes me lose my shit because it's so out of left field. You know, he's not like someone that's popping jokes left and right. So when he does something funny, it's like hilarious, especially because he like, it's it too. It's not like I'm yeah. laughing at you because you're ridiculous. It's like, just I'm like, like, yeah, you nailed it. I'm all, I'm like, dude, like who were you in a past life, bro? Cause this is, this is some next level shit, but it's so like not his personality. It's so weird. It's I so, something's it. coming out. Yeah. And <laughs> as you were saying that, like you haven't la- like had enough, like big, like laughs, yeah. like we just also need to hang out. Hi, you live like an hour, not even, I you don't live far away at all. Okay. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite meal? Has to be sushi. Uh, I'm sure probably so many people say that, yes. but I really am like, give me all of the sashimi. Give me yes. uh, as much as I love like the sweet eel sauce and things like that. I'm much more of a purist. I used to work at a really oh. high end Japanese restaurant when I was in college, and it kind of like ruined me from there on out. I'm like, oh no, we don't do tempura. That is, you know, right. And like blast cooked. Yeah. Right. Right. And I love it when people say, oh, I don't like sushi. I go, okay, well, you've either never had it or you had some like 7-Eleven sushi. Cause if you've had it, it's amazing. Right. Right. Oh yeah. I'm like, give me all the 
like everything, the like fucking high quality salmon, like fresh salmon. So good. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Salmon's my jam. Okay. I'm drilling. It's like almost dinner time. Okay. What is the next place? Where is the next place that you want to travel to? This is also an interesting question because (laughs) with what we've gone through collectively as a society and world, I'm like hesitant to plan anything really. I'm like, I don't want to get stuck anywhere. I don't want like some, you know, 2.0 thing going around and I'm trapped in Bali or whatever. So I will say I am a national park junkie. And I think probably where I want to go next is either revisit Olympic national park up in Washington, which if people have not gone and they love being in a very snow white in the seven dwarves forest type experience go there or i'd like to go to glacier national park i've been there twice but it's so good you want to just keep going back and that's up in montana by canada so i think i'm gonna keep my travel plans domestic anywhere i can get by car and i think right. i'm just gonna keep checking national parks off my list oh i love revisiting. Yeah. yeah i i've been great i mean i think so many people I know have gone to Greece recently, but also just yeah. Europe that I'm like, oh, oh I want to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. But also so many incredible places here in the States as well. Yeah. 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 I have here been having know. a little itch for some Paris, but I think it's because I keep watching all these stupid ass fashion shows. So I'm like, <laughs> Paris. I'm like, a Paul Francais. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's all the rapid fire so okay fun. that was, fun. That was fun. right right yeah. yeah nothing nothing crazy like we can we can go there but i like, mean start off like you know we we we're easing in we're easing in so as everyone heard in the intro and we mentioned it a little bit already you have had an extensive career in the entertainment industry podcast hosting like all this kind of stuff and you know shifted to working in energetics, mindfulness, self-mastery, all of that. And so I would love for you to share like when that change happened and when you realized that like something had to change, right? Oh my God. Where do I start? So yeah, I've been working in the entertainment industry intermittently from like 12 years old to like 18. Then I went to college. And once I went to college, I actually started working for Playboy. And I put my studies to the wayside and I started really going into that avenue. I was their red carpet host. I was their radio host. I had the number two rated morning show on Sirius XM for well over a decade. And I was so committed to living that lifestyle and like being this caricature of myself that the producers wanted me to be, my directors wanted me to be, even my wardrobe stylists and things like I never was being authentic. I was being like, what, like, what was that? Like the, like on camera, you like on camera, me was, well, my character was America's number one party girl. Uh, Like that was my MO. That was my entire underlying everything. So for some reason, maybe immaturity, also lack of spiritual soundness. I took it home with me. And I would go to, I'd go out and be like, I'm America's number one party girl, don't you know? And it caught up with me. So about in 2012, roughly, I'm not so great at the timeline, but about a decade ago, I quit drinking and that immediately 
amplified my vibration. I was already yes. eating raw at that point. It was my, my story is very weird, but I started eating raw earlier than that because I knew how good it was for you and detoxifying and blah, 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 blah. I've mentored under David Wolf, you name it. And then when I stopped drinking, I was like, and the raw food caught up with it all. I was like, oh my God, I'm like in the fifth dimension. What is this? But the fear of like not being able to hang financially kept looming over my head because we know when you show up for radio, let's say, and you're getting paid to talk into a microphone, it's like, I don't want to do anything else. It's too easy. I'm getting paid mm-hmm. way too much. The work's so easy. So I was lying to myself and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm getting one over on them. I'm laughing all the way to the mm-hmm. bank, even though this is out of alignment. I'm miserable at work. I'm going to put on this fake America's number one party girl caricature and just keep cashing those checks. Yeah. And I got to a point where it was like an emotional rock bottom. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. I was betraying my soul. And it was funny. I saw it wasn't Instagram. I don't even know if Instagram was around then. It was like a, a post online that said, I was finally done insulting my soul. And I was like, Ooh. oh my God, that's me. I'm insulting my soul. I was finally done insulting my soul. I said something like that recently on a, in a program that I'm doing right now about like reprogramming your subconscious and all this kind of stuff. And we were in the call on Wednesday talking about like, oh, here's like become untriggerable. No one can trigger you, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yo, I feel like I trigger myself more than anyone else triggers me. It's like my own bullshit is more of a big deal than other <laughs> I love people's. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Insulting your soul. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so I came across that. I was like, you know what? But guess what? I couldn't quit because this, even though I was doing all the spiritual stuff at this point, I was already coaching women in self-mastery. Like I'm actually leading women through being the best version of themselves and they're successful. I'm successful, but I have this one thing, AKA my job that was just holding me back. At least I was honest with them and myself about it, which was, Hey, I'm doing this for the cash really. But I had to get to the point of realization. I'm doing this for the cash because I'm in so much fear. I don't have that faith. I don't have that trust. I don't have that yeah. knowing that I started the show with today. Oh, I know, I know, I know the universe. I didn't have any of that, even though I did. That's why I was like, I was insulting my soul because how do you have fear and faith at the same time? Right. And here right. I was like being a super hypocrite. So I was in the makeup chair uh, before the show because we were simulcasting on TV. And all of a sudden I just start crying and the makeup artist, she's so freaking sweet. She was like, Oh my God, is it your hair? And I was like, no, honey. I was like, it's not my hair. <laughs> like I can't do this anymore. And it's my purpose. Yeah. It's like, my uh, purpose. Too, too much. <laughs> it was so funny though. And then I quit. I, I put in my two weeks and I was done. And it was pretty epic because as soon as I closed that door, you know, and not with any regret or shame or anything. You know, I really look back at that and I honor that and I see how it did provide for me in so many ways. And it brought me to be the woman I am today. But as soon as I shut that, all the other doors open up. And I was like, oh, my only regret is not having shut that door sooner. But it had to be that way. So I could really learn the lesson and for it to be so profound. It might've been, had it been an easier transition, maybe I wouldn't have got that message. Like keep closing doors that don't energetically suit you. So the ones that do will open. 
So it had to be, I think for me, a little bit more in your face because I can be a little bit of a slow learner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Like what you just said with the, like, yeah, in your face, like I am confident that I learned the last lesson by running, like, you know, running a hundred miles an hour into a brick wall, like needing to learn it that way. Like I think I did the last of those, like in the beginning of this year, that's my intention. I'm going to go with, I'm like, what? you really needed to do another one, like getting steamrolled, completely taken out. Okay. But yeah. Sometimes like when, before you're really in tune with yourself, with your higher power, before you're really connected into your body and your intuition, sometimes it takes like, you know, a lot of force to get the lesson through and you don't hear the little whisper or the nudge or the poke until it has to like punch you in the fucking face. Right. That's right. And now I can look back and I can see where all those whispers were that I totally ignored. And it's a good, it's a good way for us to look at how this universe works. It will keep whispering at you and giving you all the signs, giving you all the tests, the lessons, the opportunities to upgrade. If you're failing, 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 finally, you're going to hit that brick wall where you have no choice to either evolve or repeat. And guess what? I don't want to hit that brick wall again. So I'm going to level up. And yeah, pain was my greatest teacher, emotional pain, physical pain, you name it. So now though, I don't have to have the universe scream at me to get the lesson. I get it now, but I needed it to, especially because you and I, we teach other women how to do this. We have to get hit hard so we can show other people, Hey, don't go to the lengths I went to. Hey, it doesn't have to go that way. (laughs) Like, whoa. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yes. So (laughs) how would somebody practice having more faith in like the direction that they're quote unquote, like supposed to be going in? Well, you have to really know who you are. Let's look at what are our talents? What are our passions? What are our innate gifts and abilities? And if there is that kind of financial thing holding people back, hey, at least start being of service in that way and see what shakes loose. Because remember I said I was helping women with the self-mastery thing while I was still doing the entertainment thing. I was doing this as an act of service and I was killing it. So I knew I could do it. I knew I had the the mojo, the magic. And I would suggest for people start just doing what you can with who you are by knowing again, what your passions are, what your interests are, what your innate gifts are, the talents you were born with, uh, things that you're good at and start using it as a way to serve someone else. Yeah. And also cultivate that relationship with whatever the listener's higher power is. It can be, you know, religious, it can be the universe, it can be whatever, but start talking to it, start giving gratitude to it and start manifesting little things like, you know, a parking space or a text message. So you start getting the courage and the the knowledge and the faith that, okay, I am being provided for, I am aligned with this thing. And then we can start manifesting and calling in even greater things like, hey, I'm ready to quit my job and go into X, Y, and Z. And I know that I'm being carried because I've been able to manifest all these cool things and the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned before that you know now like, well, two things. You know what unconditional love means, like for real, for real, for real. And because I think these are likely related, you're at this place where you have a deep knowing of source, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. can you elaborate on like, what to you unconditional love means and how you arrived at like really feeling that. Okay. So when I first started waking up, 
I was so alone. My, not to say my family wasn't encouraging me expanding and becoming a better person. Trust me, they were, but they weren't on the same wavelength as I, you know, cause it wasn't yeah. the spiritual path that I was raised with. So I was alone. My husband was dead asleep at the time. Like he was awake to world issues and those type of things, but dead asleep spiritually. And I just felt like I had no one, but I knew that I had this great purpose and I didn't understand. And I was looking at the facts of my life and I'm like, I should be dead a thousand times over. You know, I've driven off of a cliff. I should have been dead. I like landed in the ocean, car sunk. Like, why am I alive? Sorry, type what? Of thing. Yeah, girl. I mean, I could tell that story, but it's a long one. Yeah. You know, I should have a broken back. I should be riddled with all sorts of things, but I'm not. And I'm here and I'm unscathed and I have purpose. But when I was waking up, I was looking at these facts, you know, not the feelings of insecurity, unworthiness. I'm not enough. I'm alone, but really like, dude, I've been rescued. Like there must, there's been guardian angels or spirit guides, ancestors. I don't know. Something is working. It's magic. But then I started seeing all these angel numbers and signs, you know, I would be in a prayer of gratitude while I was driving. And all of a sudden I'd see four, four, fours and three, three, threes. I'd look them up. And I'm like, Oh my God, the ascended masters are with me. Oh my God. The archangels are with me. Like I'm being carried. And it gave me that energetic mojo, that push, that comfort to know you're at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. Don't stop. And the numbers kept shifting. So the signs kept evolving. Earth angels, I call them people would come into my life and say something that was completely synchronistic. Something I had just read or said or saw that was like not a common thing. Someone would read, see, or do. And to have that happen again, I would have all these crazy synchronicities. So I knew that something divine was working behind the scenes. And I mentioned the unconditional love and why this ties together with that, with all these signs, because when I woke up, when I was rescued, when I changed my life, there was nothing I was doing that warranted being rescued. I was a scumbag, Lauren. I was narcissistic, which really is someone riddled with self-pity and wants to criticize and condemn everyone because it makes me feel more important. I had nothing going on for me except for the fact that I was on TV, but who cares when you're an empty shell? You know, I just, I was miserable. I was hopeless. I was desperate. And I was too prideful to tell anyone. My husband didn't even know that I was feeling this way. I was too embarrassed to tell him. So I was acting completely out of spiritual alignment. I was, I was a sleazeball. Okay. So the fact though, that when I had my moment of clarity and I woke up and I started acting in accordance with spiritual values and spiritual principles, I knew that this thing was unconditional, loved me without conditions, didn't play favorites. It just sought alignment. It sought those who are willing to go with gratitude, with faith, with willingness. I teach my clients a lot that willingness is truly the secret sauce of manifestation because often when we are willing and we send out that vibration of willingness and the universe, the unified field source knows this frequency very well. Okay. Andrew is going to do whatever it takes. You actually don't have to do hardly anything ever. So I know that source 
felt my willingness and knew that I would follow through. And I did have integrity in that regard. And I wanted to grow. I wanted to expand. I wanted to help others. I was sick and tired of being vapid and fake and a bullshit person. I wanted to be of integrity. And I sent out those frequencies. I started taking the small actions and I felt like, and I know that I know what unconditional love is. So when I see that I was treated so unconditionally, it really helps me to love others unconditionally as well. I might not like what someone does, but that doesn't mean I love them any less. Their Mm -hmm. purpose and their story is their own business. It's none of mine. And how did you get to that place? And it may be what you just said through feeling, knowing, seeing the unconditional love. Like, how did you get to that place of knowing like source and knowing like source has your back, all of that? Is it, you know, it may, may be the same answer that you just gave. It's very intertwined with that answer, but it was my ability to manifest. It was my, like, I would. Lauren, I would call in the craziest things like, okay, I needed a revision nose job. I got a nose job when I was 16. This thing needed help. Okay. (laughs) It had grown out all sorts of different directions. It was like, okay, like I could have been on botched. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. And I only had $4,000. I didn't know revision nose jobs costed like 20 grand. I had no idea. So I manifested a revision nose job with the top nose job specialist in the world. He actually leads symposiums for other plastic surgeons on how to do uh, revisions for $4,000 out the door. Like crazy. I mean, crazy. doesn't happen. I manifested a house. I manifested a diamond ring. I started manifesting things that were so specific to exactly what I was calling in. I had no doubt I started small though. I don't want people to think, oh my God, okay, I want a Lamborghini. I'm going to start manifesting this Lamborghini. And then it doesn't appear in the driveway in two weeks. Yeah, this manifestation thing doesn't work. Andrew is full of shit. She doesn't know yeah. shit. I'm she like, doesn't know God. Hi. I'm like, yeah. hi, my, my man and like future baby daddy. Thank you. Let's do yes, this. Yes, girlfriend. <laughs> so, but what I, what you do is you start small. You know, I started with, you know, manifesting a bouquet of flowers. I don't get bouquets of flowers. I never do. People buy me plants. I'm a plant person. And I manifested a bouquet of flowers. And guess what? My manifestation was so much better than what I manifested. I just wanted one bouquet of flowers for, I I picked a date in the calendar where there was nothing to congratulate me for. There was no birthday, anniversary, work event, nothing. So I knew it had to be my manifestation. And I was really imagining like, you know, maybe my husband picking up like one of those $5 bouquets from the guy on the side of the road. Because yeah. how yeah. else would he like get one? Check out, yes. check out when you're like at the grocery store. Yeah, right? totally. He told me that at the lobby of his work, they do these like ridiculous. You know, when you go into like a bougie ass lobby, there's those yes. insane. And it's like a- yeah, it's, it's a work like of the art. size, it like can't fit through the door sort of thing. Yeah, so the lady has, he was saying the lady has to come in there and build it like in the thing before they open. He said she stopped him and was like, hey, I'd really like you to take a bouquet home for your wife. And he thought in that moment, and I didn't tell him about my manifestation, of course. Right. Um, he said, I knew it was weird, but I said, yes. And then she continued to give him bouquets for me for like the next year. Yeah, so- Start small, my friends, start small. It will always be better than you could have imagined, I swear. And then once you start having doubtlessness, because you know, how could I manifest that amazing orchid and lily and exotic, super high-end bouquet 
and have any doubt that I'm doing it. How could I say, you know what, this, when I went in for my nose job consultation, I was literally quoted $20,000. And the lady laughed at me when I told her four grand. And then mm -hmm. lo and behold, I get it for four grand. That's not a coincidence. And hello, it's really cute. Hello. So I'm like, hello, it doesn't look like a $4,000 nose job. That's it looks like the $20,000 nose job. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I want people to know none of this is a coincidence. I know that these things happen because I know I have not just the ability to manifest, but I have this deep connection to source. I love source. Source continues to provide for me. And I want to remind people what I said earlier, source does not play favorites. I'm not doing anything special except a hundred percent turning my life over to this thing. Like, I'm like, you know what, whatever is between these two ears was never a good idea. It led me into the craziest situations, places, doubt, working in jobs that didn't, you know, I'm doing stupid shit, right? Yeah. When I say, you know what, I'm just going to turn my will over to this thing. Just keep taking the necessary steps and actions, be in faith, be in gratitude, be of service. Guess what? This thing provides so good. Doesn't mean I don't do what I want, but I just, I have to know what the difference between my will and my higher powers will is, you know, am I doing things for my highest joy and other people's highest joy? Is anyone being harmed by this? Can I somehow use this experience to help someone else? So I think that's a big part of this too, is how can I serve? If I'm just manifesting from the ego, 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 ego. Oh, I want that Lamborghini. Oh, I want that Ferrari. Oh, I want this. What am I going to do with that? You know, but okay. when, when our higher power source knows what's in our heart and they know that like, maybe when I get that Lamborghini, I'm going to start giving, you know, homeless people rides to Beverly Hills and back, give them the time of their life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when source knows that there is an intention to do something good with these things, it will shower down on you. Yes. Yes. And, and even sometimes when we are clear just in what we're going to do with it, period. Right. And of right. course, when it's not going to harm anyone else, right? right. Like when we're clear on what we're going to do with the, the gifts that we get blessed with, we get them more right? Usually. Like, yeah. Like I wasn't like, I'm going to serve people with this. Right. Right. But I was very clear what I wanted. Yeah. So your, your point hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So being really clear, like, you know, oh, this is going to like boost my confidence, make me feel more, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when we're clear on like the destination and the purpose yes. and the journey of whatever the thing is that we yes. want to call in, like yes. you get it more. So something you said about manifestation is when you finally stepped into the willingness hmm. of like what source, you know, of, of source of manifesting, that's when things really started to click. Would you say that that willingness is like the same as surrendering or is that a different, is there like a, a difference there? Surrendering to me means full trust and allowance. Mm -hmm. willingness means I will do whatever it takes. Okay. If, so if it's almost source like opens a door, after I'm, I'm going to walk through it. Okay. You know, cause I can surrender left and right and doors will open. And I'm still like, oh, I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure, yes. but I'm really good at manifesting science. So I'll just ask for clarity. 
is this the door? Thank you for allowing me to know that this is the door. Thank you for making this so clear that I have no reservations or second guesses about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I'll get like a sign like two hours later, like, yep, that's the door. Mm. So I want to remind people too, you can manifest clarity. I like that. Okay, so yeah, so it's almost like surrender, surrender being the first step, willingness, the next step. And I will follow through, yeah. Yes, and then it's inspired, aligned action. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm into it. I like it. And so you, you said before we hit record that you have been manifesting like crazy lately, like instant manifestation, like just like nutso. Can you, you're in your eyes right now. (laughs) Give me some examples of what's been going on. Let me tell you how I do. And then then we're going to break it down a little bit because I know everybody would be like, I'm hype. Fucking tell me how to do this too. Oh, I'll tell everyone how to do it. Because here's the thing. I give everyone my secrets, but though only those who believe it will achieve it. You have to believe it to see it, not see it to believe it. You know what I'm yes. saying? So yes. belief, belief, belief. So I want to just briefly tell people how I used to manifest so they can now know, you know, the timelines are speeding up. Like if you're aligned, your manifestation will be instant. Even my husband, who's like, you know, what, seven, eight years behind me in his spiritual expansion journey, he's instantly manifesting too. So, and he's nowhere as devoted to his spiritual practice as I am. So I'm letting people know anyone can do it. Just believe and do it. So when I used to manifest, I used to be in gratitude, deep, profound gratitude, crying tears of knowing and gratitude for like 30 minutes for two weeks to two months, and then I get what I want. Okay. Now here, this is so funny that this is right here. I wrote down this and it all came true. All of it came true. Like in what sort of time frame? Within a month, but let me tell you what it is. I won't give too many details, right. but it's a home out of state that meets every single parameter. <laughs> and all I did was write it down and okay. not look at it again. And I got my dream house within the price range, with this, with that, with everything I could have wanted. So for me, that's pretty instantaneous. Obviously, there's other things, like I mentioned, the parking spot today. There's a bunch of stuff like that, little tiny things that are happening instantaneously. This is funny, but like my husband texted me earlier today. Uh, He just got back from a backpacking trip. He's like, I just set my intention that we were going to get picked up. He's like, I know people don't pick up hitchhikers. But he's like, I need to be picked up by 2 p.m. so I can be home by 9 p.m. Thank you, universe, blah, blah, blah. And he got picked up right before 2 p.m. And I'm like, you go, boy. So what I'm saying is things that used to take us weeks or months, if you believe and you're willing to stick your thumb out there, you know, on the side of the road, you'll get what's coming. So the trick is really, like you were saying, getting clear. So on my written manifestation of my home, for example, I wrote several times or something better or something better or something better Yes, yes. because I'm not going to limit source to what, like I said, what I think. Right. This is really important. Listen to this. Yeah. Because what my ideas are, are never as good as source delivers Yeah, ever. So don't get into lack consciousness. Don't get into fear. Oh, it's not coming. I'm going to, you know, make a a cheaper decision. No, wait for it. Practice infinite patience, wait for it and let it come to you in divine right timing. So 
I'm just blown away by all this stuff. I have so many examples, but I can't think of them. You know, when you're on the spot, you can't think of any of them. Yeah, you're like, I, uh, I, would, I mean, there've been a lot, but shit. But yeah. I'll tell you, it's been every day. I'm like, dude, instant manifestation. Infestation. Instant. Yeah, I'm like, what is this? I but, love that. Okay, so hypothetically just yes. kidding, not at all if yes. you and and the thing is like i know this shit right like i, I know. know this shit i know girl and right like one of my very present intentions is like you know like i ended my marriage in 2020 i very much would want desire partnership a family mm-hmm. all of that so if you like in the like the quickie version like if you were going to take me because i know like Ladies and gentlemen, too, listening to this, I know we, there are plenty of people who are like, Yes, I want my dream person as well. Come on, where are they? If you were going to walk me, say, through like, okay, like a quickie on how to call that in more effectively, how, how would we do that? So I would start, I would either, whatever your sharpest tool is in your tool shed, use that. So if it's journaling, if it's writing, do that. If it's in your head, do that. If it's eye gazing in the mirror, I know you're the queen of that. Like do what your most potent and sharp tool is. And what I would do, and for me, it usually is in my head. I just thought of an instant manifestation. Remind me to tell you, you're gonna be like, what? I would, mine is usually in my head gratitude. I would say, dear God, dear source, dear universe, dear everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me the most blissful partnership. Thank you for bringing me a romance and a love that is full of respect and joy and honor and gives me everything that I don't even know that I want or need. Thank you for me being swept off my feet. Thank you for me being treated like a queen. Thank you for bringing a partner in who completes this union of feminine and masculine and allows me to shine in my feminine. Thank you for bringing me a healed masculine. Thank you for bringing me someone who is in alignment and supports my growth and my expansion spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Thank you for bringing me someone with whom I will have respect in all walks of life. Thank you for bringing me a beautiful family someone who wants family, someone who appreciates family, someone who will be the best father ever to our beautiful children. So I would go along those yeah. lines and I would keep doing it, doing it and doing it until it's there. Yeah. Okay. Just don't A few stop. things on that. Yes. I hear you. A few things on that. One is, yes, I'm very, like very vocal. I'm not a big journaler. Like I do because I like to like it, that feels more solid sometimes for like yeah. getting the ideas out of the brain. And I'm like, hi, a Virgo, like, you know, the brain is going nonstop. So it helps to like get shit out of the mind. But I'm like, not someone who's like, I'm going to journal pages. I'm like, no, I will journal. Like my morning journaling is like bullet points. That'll take that. up like one page and I write huge, you know, but yeah, verbal, verbal, verbal. I will voice note to myself a lot and maybe never love, hear it again sort of thing. Love. But then yes, the mirror work, the dancing, the like connecting with myself, that sort of thing. But as you're saying that one, you're so fucking good at this, first of all, like, it's just so natural and flowing and all of that. So like, it reminded me very much of like an Abraham Hicks type of rampage thing right yes girl. Um, I mean that's how yeah. it should be right yeah like when I yeah. first heard Abraham Hicks I was like they do what I do like yes I knew it was like in alignment so yes yeah, yes and as you're saying that like it brought up so many beautiful emotions in me like I started getting teary and all of that and I'm like oh yeah we're connecting to it great job like, thanks yes, yes so yes, emotions yes, yes, yes. 
emotions are the ally and the communicator of the soul. So anytime I get emotional, it's my soul telling me something special. So I want you to focus on Lauren and anyone listening who's trying to call in divine partnership. I don't want anyone saying they have to be six, two tattoos, dark hair. (laughs) No, fuck all that. Like, let me just put it this way. I knew growing up, I wanted like an Abercrombie type model. I know that's dating me. I don't give a shit. I'm almost 40, whatever. But like, I wanted that chiseled, tan, dirty blonde hair, blue eyes, six pack. That's what I wanted. I knew I wanted it. Why is my husband Korean? Because he's the perfect match for me. Okay. He's perfect. I love him. He's the sexiest thing to me. His skin Mm. is so soft. I'm like, "Mm, you're so fine. But I never would have thought that I liked that had I stuck to my script. Right, right. So I'm telling people this, let it go. Allow source to give you the perfect partner for you by being in full trust and full faith. What is more important, living life on life's terms and having someone, because I say this because we're going to argue with whoever we're with right? We're going to have squabbles. We're going to have parenting issues. We're going to have financial issues, whatever. I want to be with someone who I respect so that when we do argue, it's fair. So that's why I was saying the word respect in that manifestation, because I was telling you what I would want. I kept using the word blissful as well. I don't want an acrimonious marriage. I don't want a petty bullshit catty marriage or like passive aggressive. I want bliss, baby. I want bliss. And so let's say I do want the six foot two Abercrombie model. Okay, source will give me him, but he might be a dick. He might leave the toilet seat up. He might, you know, do all the things that really just piss me off the rest of my life. Do I want to live a marriage of resentment or do I want to allow the universe source to bliss me with this perfect match. And guess what? You're going to love visually this perfect match too, because it's given to you divinely. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I the first time I saw my husband, I thought he was the finest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know I had a thing for anything Asian. And I was like, who's that? You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying, get all the ideas out. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I used and to like, I mean, let's, new ideas in. I'll be real. I do have a, yeah, a physical type that is pretty consistent, even when I don't feel like I'm trying for it. Right. right. I'm like, Oh, hello, sir. I'm like, yeah. And like in thinking about the last two years of dating, I'm like, I guess I do have a type because there's a lot of consistency. <laughs> like, well, we also, we pull in and we attract our equal. So Mm -hmm. you're going to find probably guys that are as hot as you, right? Like nice and tall, got it going on, take care of themselves. So I'm not worried about you pulling in, like source isn't going to give you some troll. No, no, no. Like you're going to get some And like something that's so important too is, especially with like calling in a partner or whatever, right? Is those specifics of like this tall looks like this, this color hair, like me, 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 right. right. There's this kind of car so much less important right. than like how our partnership feels like they love me, like all of that. Right. right. So yes, I yes, was just yes. hanging out with a girl a couple of weeks ago on um, someone I will not be hanging out with again. <laughs> and she was saying, you know, my husband has to have a boat. He has to have this much in the bank. He has to have this, this, and this, and she's my same age and she's never been in a serious relationship. And I'm like, this is your problem. Never been in a serious relationship. Like a couple months. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And she's pretty. I'm like this in your thirties though. Like, but this is the problem. Why does it matter 
who cares? Like, why do they need a boat? Like, yeah, I know bums that live on boats. I can hook you up with like Frank down at the freaking marina. Like, does that (laughs) count? You know what I'm saying? I'm all for being really specific in what you want to call in. Absolutely. Right. The more specific we are, the better when it's coming from an aligned place, when the like high vibe emotions are behind it. So I'm all for that specificity, of course, at that point, right? Like one, I don't know this person. I don't know where it's coming from, what it's grounded in. But at that point too, when you're in your mid or late thirties and you've never had a relationship more than a few months, like, hi, what's the common denominator dog, right? Like you. So here's the truth about that because I can read people like books. I didn't say this to her because one of my boundaries is I don't give people advice or I don't read them unless they ask me to. And the coach, like, when you're like, hold back, hold it back, hold it back. Hold yeah. Or they're I'm like, like the empath coach. And you're like, my face can't hide what I'm thinking, but I'm not going to say anything. Oh girl. <laughs> it's her excuse for being single. It's an excuse. It's a scapegoat. Her list is an excuse. You're telling me if she found a guy who loved her with all of his heart and swept her off her feet and, you know, drove a 20 year old car and was just like, made her feel like a queen and, you know, opened doors for her, picked her up and threw her on the bed. You're telling me she wouldn't like that? No. So what I'm saying is a lot of times we have to get over these ideas because we don't even know we're making excuses. I speak from experience because When we're in denial, I used to live in denial for years. When we're in denial, we don't know we're in it. And so she has this list because she doesn't know she's in denial. And her list is the proof that she is in denial. Like you said, the problem is her. Therefore, the solution is her. And one of these things is get out of these rigid ideas and rules about what you think you need. Clearly, you have no experience with what you need. Mm -hmm. So why are you making this stupid ass list? Yeah. That's the thing is like the not having any experience to go from in that, right? Someone like you or I though, we know from a lifetime of relationship history, what we will and will not settle. Yes. It's interesting because I was talking to a girlfriend of mine, who's also like a mentor of mine right now. And we were talking about relationship and she knows me very, very well. And I was telling her like what I want in a partner and a relationship, all of that. And she's like, Hey, can I be honest with you and give you some feedback? I'm like, uh, always. Yes, please. Like, yes. And she's like, if I were a man, like listening to that and stuff, like I would be so intimidated. I would feel like there's absolutely no way I could live up to what you want. And I'm like, thank you so much for that. Because one, like, yeah, not all of those are non-negotiables. Two, I don't say all of that, right? Like right, right out of right. the gate. Of course, <laughs> like, of absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> but also I'm like, okay, are there things here that I can loosen my grip on then? Right. Absolutely. Here's the deal right. though. You know your worth. So you're not going to settle, but like you said, non-negotiables. I would write yes. down when I have people manifest, I have people write down, especially when it comes to romance, they're non-negotiables. Yes. And let's start there. And trust me, like we said earlier, source will delight and surprise you with something better than you could have ever imagined. Yes. But yes. we have to practice patience because sometimes putting this puzzle together in this cosmic computer we call the unified field sometimes might take nine months, a year and a half. And is it worth it? Oh, hell motherfucking yeah, it's worth it. So worth it. So practice that patience. And what I would do if it were me is I would continually give gratitude for it every fucking day until it's here. 
Because I know yes. it's coming. I know every yes. day it's not here is because it's being more divinely orchestrated. Yeah. Because you yeah. know, like I do, we don't hope and wish and think. We know. Yes. And it's so fun because I'll record my own, like, you know, I'm sure like a mind movie, right? Joe Dispenza. So I'll make those, which is essentially like, it's a visualization, like movie trailer, basically. So it's like pictures, what you want to call into your life along with like, voiceover over it. So I record my own voice saying it. So like I've a visual of it. I ha- hear my own words saying it out loud. And I, on my birthday, actually last weekend, I recorded, didn't do like the whole pictures and stuff, but just did a audio note, right? Like, so every so often I'll create a voice note for myself and then put it into my iTunes and like play that. And so, and I have it right now as when my alarm goes off in the morning, it plays that automatically it's just starts playing and so in that like love that like tender brainwave space when you're waking up but right like right when you wake up and right before you go to bed are great times to manifest right like and and so I like listen to that and it's just so like yummy and juicy and I also like will say same sort of thing with the gratitude I'll like talk to like whoever this future man is that I end up with and be like baby. Oh my gosh. Like I am so excited. All this kind of stuff. Like I know you are like almost here, like any day now, all that. Right. Like in that energy of like fun and like excitement, willing to be surprised and delighted and like, yeah, like just like that assumption again. Yes. Yeah. It's great to assume. I love this. Yes. And I'm happy for you about, Oh, thanks. Like I'm so, I cannot wait to see who this amazing man is. (laughs) Right. So I just, I'm so excited because he's going to be the bomb. Same. I know. And I'm dating, right? Like I'm actually yeah. dating right now. And As you should be. it's fun to see like anytime a new wonderful option comes into my life. I'm like, Oh, we're refining every single time. Like we're getting like, and again, like if I'm thinking of the men in my orbit right now, I'm like, yeah, pretty unexpected. Like all quite unexpected, right? Like whatever the energy that I'm, that's available to me right now. And I'm like, and like very much the things that I've been saying mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the packaging or whatever is like so different. Right. I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. Like I'm so excited okay. for you. So cool. And who knows, like if it ends up being with any of these men. Right. But like, I'm like, Ooh, like it's just like, we're honing it in, honing it in, honing it in, honing it in. It's so fun. I love this. So fun. And I want to remind everyone who's kind of, because I know a lot of people are calling in romance right now. If one of these people that you're dating, the listeners are dating, doesn't meet a non-negotiable, it is not your delivery from source. Right. Because source is not going to give you something that's a non-negotiable. Just one Exactly. Exactly. Land that. Land that. All right. So gosh, I'm like, what else? What else? What else? So yes, my dear, what you kind of mentioned this a little bit before, but what are, I know you are pretty firm on like, if you're not getting what you want in your life, then you're lying to yourself in some way. You already said like, yeah. you know, so many people are in denial and they don't realize it. So with your clients or even just like in general, what are the most common lies you're seeing people tell themselves that are really getting in the way of whether it's manifestation or just getting to that next level? Well, people don't know what they value. You know, like I'm seeing a lot of people come into my orbit, clients that are lying to themselves in regards to, I'm not talking about that girl with the boyfriend and the stuff, but they're like, you know, I need a fancy car. I need a this, I need a that. 
And then when we do the work together, I'm like, you don't value any of that shit, honey. Your values are actually honesty, integrity, da, da, da. So when I'm seeing people are putting their attention on what they think they value because they're lying to themselves because they're looking at their life through the filter of society's programming. But then when we do the work and dismantle the truth, I'm like, you don't give a shit about any of that. No wonder why it's not coming to fruition. Yes. And then once we get clear on our values, we actually start to increase our self-worth. Once we increase our self-worth, our frequency increases. We become more authentic. We start calling in more of what we want. So people are lying to themselves about every damn thing. And I mean, there's nothing like we're not. We just have to, I really can't figure it out. So I start working with people, but it's usually about what's important to people. They are lying to themselves about what's important. They really think it has to do with buying a house and and getting a car and doing this. And it's like, no, that's actually not important to you at all. Now that we've got to the root of it. Yeah. I love that you're saying that. And so much of it comes down to, yeah, knowing yourself, discernment within yourself, trusting yourself every year. It's like, oh, set a new higher income goal and all this kind of stuff. And I remember, I think at the beginning of this year, or like, I don't even know, but like set a big goal almost because I was like, well, I should set a goal to double my income then, because that's what you do sort of thing. And then had some moments where I was rethinking that. I'm like, why am I doing this? No, I don't want that. I'm totally happy with whatever I made last year. And so that questioning was in part scarcity and was in part fear, but those fears and scarcity and whatever it was allowed me to look more closely at why I had set that goal for myself. Right. right? It brought you clarity because you have self-awareness. Yeah. And so I'm like, wait a second. Okay. I just set that kind of arbitrarily and not that there's anything wrong with that. And that can absolutely still be in alignment, but I need to make sure I know why I'm doing it for me. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Understanding the why behind our what. And since you know your whys, you can call out your own bullshit. Okay. That's why am I doing this? You have the keys to the kingdom sister. So, but most people don't. A lot of people don't have the self-awareness that you and I have. Like I can look at anything that I do and know exactly where the hell it came from. If I react a certain way, I'm like, oh, that's that fear. Oh, that's that core wound. Oh, that's that programming. Because I've dissected my life. And it, trust me, the process is fun. When you start uncovering every nuance of your own bullshit, you're like, this is hilarious. Like it's so fun. Well, keep going. Sorry. No, but, like, you but it's everything. Like to me, it's like going exploring and you're the prize. I'm like, this is the coolest shit ever. Who knew all this fucking weird shit about myself? Like it's fun. And it's so fun. But then also like being self-aware, sometimes you're like, fuck this shit because you like go in this whole, it's like inception self-awareness when you're like, well, I did this because of this, but maybe I did it because of this. And then this, but if I do this, is that because of blah, 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 blah. And you go get in this whole wild like tangled mess sometimes right I had this <laughs> and I love when you're like oh I acted this because that came from here this yeah. happened because da, 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 right we can trace all the dots I was having a stressful day this week also PMSing right so I'm like having a stressful day and I was like crying or frustrated or whatever and I said something like I think I thought in my brain <laughs> why am I not getting what I want? And then Mm -hmm. I said out loud, actually, you know what? You're getting everything you want because everything that's happening right now is exactly what you've allowed and what you've chosen. And this is exactly 
where you're supposed to be because this is what you wanted I for love whatever that. reason or the other. And I was like, fuck you. Like, I'm like, fuck you self. You're right. But shut up. <laughs> I love that. You took that limiting bullshit belief and then you bulldozed it with the truth. I was like, so you go, whatever girl. I want, whatever I want, that's different than this, that feels better than this day feels I can create that too. Right. It's going to want it more than the now. That's right, honey. <laughs> I love that. So something that you have said, right, is that your clients have 100% success rates. That's right. Which like is so fucking bold. So yeah. hi, tell me more about that. When someone chooses to embark on the journey of self-mastery with me and self-mastery starts with you can't start the self-mastery process if you don't, I call it overstanding or understanding the quantum reality. If we don't overstand what's going on in this illusory world, I can't really teach you anything else because I have to have you understand the quantum fabric of the world so that we can start harmonizing with it using universal and natural law. So we start with that. Then we start to kind of break everything down further. Like we were talking about earlier, the why behind the what. After we learn our why, we get to the underlying fears, the wounds, the this, the blame, the shame, the resentment. We see what recurring behaviors of ours keep popping up and we decide, am I going to get rid of these and turn them over to source to deal with like a release? Or am I going to transmute these into assets because I'm going to use unconditional love and service? So that's pretty rad. Then we go deep into deciphering what our values are, seeing where we're putting our energetic currency and also physical currency as well in the form of cash. You can really tell a lot about what people value by where they put their money. And then we get into like a flow with that. And then because of that, we start making really good and quick and instant decisions, which is, I don't know about you, but that was something that challenged me for years, making a decision in an instant and not doubting myself. Now I'm like, boom, boom, which is like crazy. So after we do that, I call it clearing the channel. We've cleared the channel. Then I teach high-level manifestation because I cannot teach people to manifest from their heart center if they're jammed up. It's like a pipe. If there's sludge and grime and hair, you know, with crusty, slimy stuff, it's not going to flow through. But we clean that pipe out and source flows through us with effortless ease. And then we start calling in abundance, abundance of everything, not just prosperity and wealth, but joy, love, friendship, freedom, all the good stuff. And then I teach integration on every level. So when we go through that process, I have a 100% success rate with my clients getting to higher levels of consciousness, physical expansion, personal expansion, manifestation. There's not one person who won't say my life hasn't radically improved for the best. Usually it happens after the first couple of modules because I have like an online course with modules and we do, you know, individualized coaching over the phone. So I can customize it for people. But usually after the first couple of modules, people are like, holy shit, we haven't even got to manifestation yet. And I'm manifesting crazy things. I'm like, I know. You're like, isn't it fun? Great. That's incredible. And it really is through what we were talking about. It's all done through that lens of radical Mm self-awareness. Because if I know how I'm behaving, acting, reacting, and thinking at all times, because even my reactions are going to send out a frequency. And if I know what frequency I'm sending out, I can choose to amplify that frequency or I can choose to flip it to something else. Yes. And so with that radical self-awareness, I know that radical honesty, right? Like is, I believe one of your core values, something that you teach all of that. 
Would you call radical honesty and radical self-awareness the same thing? Or how do you define radical honesty? Yeah, I would, I would consider it the same thing because radical honesty to me means more about self-honesty, getting okay. out of denial of any part of myself, really knowing why I react the way I react, why I'm triggered by the things that trigger me, why I perpetually let people walk all over me. How come I don't have boundaries up? I have to be rigorously and ruthlessly self-honest, which is radical self-awareness. So I wouldn't say I would want people to practice ruthless honesty with everyone else. Like, girl, you look horrible in that outfit. You are so dumb. You should not be dating that guy because that's just harmful, right? Obviously, if someone asks you a direct question, give them a direct answer. But being indiscriminatory, I think is what I'm saying. I don't want us to be indiscriminatory with our honesty, except for when it comes to us. I need to be ruthless with myself. Yes, yes. And that's the way that I say it too with radical honesty, because that's one of something that really became a core value for me in the last two years, like with undoing of my marriage and like my role in that as well. Right. And yeah, and so it was like, okay, being radically honest with myself, because I hadn't been right for so long, Mm -hmm. but then also being radically honest with others, right? Right. In all the ways, right? Life, business, you name it. And of course, that doesn't mean like every unfiltered judgment that goes into your head comes out. No, right? Right. But like radical honesty, when it's coming from a place that's grounded in love and aligned with your values and your higher self, right? Like, yeah. And I think you just said something really important was with your divorce, your part in things, this comes down to self-awareness and radical honesty. I need to, instead of blaming everyone else for everything that didn't go right in my life, I have to say, what was my part in this? Mm -hmm. How was I responsible for this? You know, like me being a former, I'm a recovering people pleaser, okay? I'm the one who is letting motherfuckers walk all over me. I was one that couldn't say no. I was the one that was so afraid of not being nice or, you know, Mm -hmm. pushing people away, which was only my own self-worth just... I don't know, being just crazy, lying to me. So what's my part in that? It's not that people were taking advantage of me. It's I was teaching them to walk all over me. Yeah, I was allowing. Yes, those people are still in my life. And guess what? They're not walking all over me now because it wasn't them. It was me. Mm -hmm. But someone who's not self-honest would say, oh, that person's a user. That person's a user. Don't get me wrong. There were users in my life, especially working in Hollywood. There were, but I've identified who those people were and they're not in my life anymore. But if I'm not honest with myself, I can't take accountability. I can't take ownership. And guess what? If everyone else is the problem, then that means I have to wait for everyone else to get their shit together to be the solution. Absolutely not. If (laughs) I'm the problem, cool. That means I'm right into the solution. Yes. Great. We can change it then. Yeah. And that's also something like, even in like in dating too, like talking, because it's so funny because I just turned... 36. And so I've been single. I became single when I was 33, but then like, you know, only after a couple months, no, two months turned 34. So I've really been single for two like solid years. Right. Right. And I met my ex-husband when I was 23 years old. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 10 years of my life in a relationship, like all my twenties, you know, early thirties, all of that. And so becoming single and re-entering the dating world at 34 or whatever, like questions you have to ask people are like, Oh, have you ever been married? Do you have kids? Which like in my 
early twenties dating. Like that's not something I would ever think I need to ask somebody, right. but, but one of the questions that I like to ask a lot, and it's very much along the lines of radical honesty. And what we were just talking about is like, okay, like even if like the other person like made quote unquote, more of the mistakes or was more to blame for the demise of the relationship, whatever happened, right. Always asking somebody like, oh, what could you have done differently? Or what do you think like your role was in like ending, you know, like no matter what. And also like side note too, like if someone's trash talking their ex, (laughs) red flag, red flag, hundred percent. like hundred percent, unless that person's like very clearly abusive, right? Like if someone's trash talking their ex and takes zero ownership in the situation, right? Even then like in abusive situations, again, not putting blame, but being like, oh, I could have stood up for myself, right? I could have enforced boundaries. I could have left sooner, whatever it is. Again, no blame in that situation. Like it's all fucked up. And like, right, like in like most relatively normal relationships, yeah, like what was your role in that? I love that. Yes. And if people can't take any bit of accountability, I mean, run for the hills. Yes. Even if it's, Hey, I could have been a little more open-minded or even like looking back, I could have been, cause you know, sometimes when you're in it in a limited and lower stage of consciousness, like if someone gets divorced at 25, they might not have the maturity or the wisdom to even see what they did wrong. But at 35, that might be like, you know what? 10 years ago, I wish I would have done this differently. I can see it now. I so respect that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, this is all so good. I'm like, what else? What else? What else? I feel like we can keep going. Bring it on, sister. Like, right? Okay. Radical honesty. Oh, you said you had an instant manifestation that popped back through that you remembered. Did you forget it? I wrote a note, so I wouldn't forget. Oh, good. (laughs) Two days ago, I did a very quick prayer. Dear God, dear source, dear universe, dear angels, dear ancestors. I was calling it all in. I usually don't go that far, but I was doing it all. (laughs) I was like, thank you for ridding my body of anything impure. Thank you for allowing my temple to be a sanctuary. My husband and I would like to have a child. I'm getting to geriatric pregnancy. Actually, I'm past geriatric pregnancy age, but you know what I'm saying? So I just want to make sure that my body is a sanctuary space. Tell me why the same effing night profuse detoxification, could not sleep at all, pounding headache. I got up over five times, was drinking my huge 20 ounce tumblers of water every hour, peeing every hour, almost couldn't see clients the next day. I knew it was profuse detoxification. I was like hacking shit up. And I was like, dude, be careful what you ask for because shit's happening quick. So it's really funny. This was literally two days ago. And I'm like through it, but it was a crazy two days that, oh my God. I think it's always so cool when, cause this has happened a lot for me is like when you're in alignment, like, right. Like enough in alignment, like we're, I don't know that we're all human. Right. So like, right. I feel like always things to tighten up, you know, always and let, me, some let days- me just people know real quick. There are, have been months and years where I have not been tight. Okay. I'm not just like this every day, all day. There's moments where I'm like, you know what? I'm just got to let up on this spiritual stuff. I'm tired of it. Yeah. And even sometimes when I'm like, Oh, like me staying up as late as I am staying up, that's not in alignment. Am I being a bad person for doing that? Is it terrible? No, not at all. I know that that's not 
peak alignment, right? Like, okay. But, and so, so like perfection also not the goal, everybody. Perfection is an illusion. Yes. Yes. But something that I love to see, like how, when God universe rewards us and we're manifesting and calling things in is when you're like, okay, I've declared this vision. So I've either said it, written it down, whatever. That's one step. Great. It absolutely takes inspired action, right? The willingness and then the action fall through. And when we start to take those actions, like take those steps. So it's like, oh, this isn't just words or thoughts now, or something I wrote down. Like I'm actually moving, literally moving in the direction of it. Mm -hmm. And that's when like so much of it starts flooding in. And also oftentimes when the stuff that's in the way, right? The stuff that's out of alignment, that's blocking you from getting the thing gets flushed up. Right. Cause the way I see it is like, God is like, girl, I hear you. Oh my gosh. Yes. But like, you're so cute because I'm going to give you even better than that. You're adorable. And I see you taking the steps in that direction. Great job. I've been waiting for you to do this. So perfect. So perfect. But also this over here, you got to deal with, you got to deal with this first and then it's all yours. Right. Right. That kind of, yeah. And especially when you're wanting to step into a next level or like a bigger game than that's how right. you've been manifesting or what you've been calling in before. It's like, Ooh, that's right. This stuff we've been letting slide. Well, anymore. let's take your example of calling in this perfect partner. There's no way that you can call in the love that you want. If you're not at higher levels of alignment, you could call yes. in a decent guy right now, decent, but maybe not that perfect love for the rest of your life. Right? So the universe is like, Girl, let's just gonna make sure you tighten up a few things. Yeah. Let it's me like, work oh. some little sauce over here, a little magic. Like, just wait. Just wait. Because the out. next level thing is so good. Yeah. yeah. But really, when it comes to something like love or a baby or things like that, it really we do have to practice more patience than something like a job or you know, something that's easier for God to put the puzzle pieces together. Yeah, for, you little know? things. Like what are fun little things? Like getting a discount on something, Mm -hmm. right? Like the parking spot, or I love this one because I do this one all the time. And I absolutely 1000% give myself credit for it is when I choose like a really like fun color to wear to the gym. Like last week I wore like a two piece, like hot green set. I love The number of people at the gym when I was there who were wearing bright, 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 bright green. It was so silly. I was like, Look at, look at you guys. We're all connecting on this today. Like, how fun. like that's a little thing. That's super fun. Even just seeing like angel numbers, right. If you've got spirit animals and stuff like that, like any feathers, talk. yeah. yeah. Hummingbirds outside my window. Oh my God. I love yeah. seeing hummingbirds, butterflies, give them more food in their feeder. But yeah. Everything uh, is a sign. Everything is a message. It's just our perception determines on if we see it or not or if we receive it or not, right? Because I know people are seeing hummingbirds and butterflies and they're not even thinking anything about it. Next time you see something, look it up, look up the meaning of it. The more you show again that willingness to look it up and see what it means, you're gonna get more and more signs. You're gonna get more and more bigger signs. I know one girl that she gets signs only through feathers and it's so beautiful because she gets like the craziest feathers and they're so specific messages and it's shaped her entire life and guided her life. Whereas like I get more numbers, and people saying things to me. So just keep your eyes open, my friends. 
Yeah. I'm really good at that texting, the texting one too, like having people yes. reach out to me. It's so fun. You know, what we so should fun. have done at the beginning <laughs> of this podcast, you and I should have thought about someone and like manifested a freaking text. We'll do that next time. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes so it takes fun. about an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you can't be like forcing it or rushing it. Exactly. Right. This like psychic magic stuff is so fun. Three years ago, maybe even two years ago. Ah, uh, no, not two years ago. Three years ago, if I had heard myself say that sentence, I would have been like, you're so fucking high, you freak. <laughs> right? Like, shut up, you weirdo. Totally. Oh, I love it. I love it. I know. Okay. Yeah, we could keep going, but I feel like this is a good, a yeah. good place to call it a day. So this show is all about supporting people in owning their truth, using their voice, really living as the most unapologetically expressed, like, ugh, version of themselves. So if you have like a parting piece of wisdom for our listeners to just like step into that even more, what would you say? Well, as we probably know by now, the name of my project is called the I am everything project, Mm -hmm. because once I figured out that I am everything that I need and I have everything that I need inside of me, and I need to stop outsourcing my power every time I go for a psychic reading, every time I go, you know, to a tea leaf reader, every time I do a retreat, even though don't get me wrong, I love all these things and I do all these things, but I'm outsourcing my power. I can't maintain the buzz. You know, once I start insourcing my power, I start putting all these spiritual principles into practical application. I start, you know, cultivating my spiritual prowess. I start manifesting the life of my dreams. I become everything that I need. I actually become my own guru. And when I do that, I empower other people to do it themselves. So I implore everyone to truly know the fact that you are everything. You always have been. We're just, you know, in some weird form of amnesia where we forget that we are this beautiful, unique expression of source here in this skin suit, having a weird human experience of itself, but everything that source can do, we can do with alignment through source. So don't forget you're everything you need. Absolutely. Oh, that was so good. I love that. Give me some chills. I love it. I love it. I love it. Where can everybody find you? And if they want to work with you on all of this stuff that we talked about and like so much more, of course, or get into like, get access to your program, you name it, like one, where can they find you? How can people work with you? Sure. Well, I just love sending people to my Instagram because that's where I am the most. It's the I am everything project. My link tree has all my goodies where you can set up an intake call with me to work with me on the I'm everything project. Also get some freebies too, like my raise your vibration guide, unlocking your Dharma, all that stuff. And also entering my email list. Also andrealowell.com is my website, but really my Instagram and my link tree has like all the current, totally awesome stuff. Instagram where is where the party's at y'all check it out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun and I can't wait for us to hang out also, but thank you for sharing all that. Like, I mean, I was like that raised my vibe. I learned like that was fucking amazing for me. So selfishly, I'm like, that was fucking bomb. So I know everybody listening probably had an amazing time. I love it. And you know, what's so funny is oftentimes when I do podcasts or a host does their podcast with me, we realize this show was for us. You know, like we get so much takeaway too, just by having these conversations. So thank you for amplifying me and thank you Mm. for getting my vibe high. And I'm so grateful that we were able to connect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will talk to you soon.
Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.